0: You're listening to Your Rivers Are Wrong, the podcast. My name is Merle. I'm here with my good friend Dante, and we're here to build worlds and tell their stories. So sit back, relax, and enjoy.
1: Good morning or evening or afternoon, whenever you may be. Welcome back to the Your Rivers Are Wrong podcast. I'm one of your hosts. My name is Dante.
0: And I'm the other one. And my name is Merle.
1: And we're here as we are every week to talk about the wonderful whimsies of world building, the arts and aesthetics of setting up a setting and telling stories born from it.
0: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
1: All right, well done. All right, you did it. I did it. I did it. This week has been uh, an eventful one. It's the one following the cool down episode, which is <laughs> the one following the live episode. So we're cooling <laughs> down from the cool down episode. We're we're getting this is there. Like we're the third epilogue we're doing
0: is that, is that what this is? <laughs> <Cool>. <laughs> Also worth it, you know. Just, you know, spread it out. Spread it out wide.
1: Every episode after this is the epilogue of the (laughs) epilogue.
0: Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Uh, We're up to the third epilogue at this point. (laughs) Epilogue three of (laughs) Your Rivers Are Wrong. It's not confusing at all. (laughs) Yeah. Forgive me in advance, everyone, if my sentences are brief. Uh, I've been sick for the past week and I am working my way through it. So. If my thoughts are a little bit shorter than usual, if my tangents are a little bit uh, more concise, <laughs> maybe for the better, uh, it's because I'm probably drinking water or muting myself. One or the other.
0: I was thinking like, oh, it might save editing if your sentences are shorter, but that's not true. <laughs> Honestly? Cough in the meantime,
1: yeah. <laughs> it You might. guys just
0: won't hear about it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> hey, this episode's like 20 minutes shorter. I wonder Whoa, why. so efficient. <laughs> nope, oh, just Dante a- <laughs> just decided not to talk. Oh. Got it. In that aspect, my week hasn't been too eventful. I'm mostly just posting about like all the backlog of videos and photos (laughs) of my trip uh, and getting it out there so I can um, package it away somewhere nice.
0: Have you been staying at home also?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just
0: stay home from work. Yeah,
1: I've been home the last two work days. I came to work Uh, one day just because you know calling out sick right after vacation is kind of a bad manner move.
0: Yeah, fair. And then you were coughing and dying, and they were like, "Yeah, okay, go home."
1: (laughs) Yeah, I needed an excuse. I needed to convince them. That I was not sick enough to work. I mean, that I was sick enough to work. But that's, I don't know. Wait. That's the phrasing <laughs> is all wrong. Let me try that again. But I was too sick to work. Yeah, that's yes. how it <laughs>
0: There you go. Yeah, we got there.
1: <laughs> yeah, and that's what I've been mm-hmm. doing. I've been resting up, drinking a lot of water. I got like three water bottles behind me. <laughs> ready to grab if I need them.
0: Nice, nice.
1: But how has your week been?
0: I've had a pretty good week. Also, good. because I've been cat sitting slash house sitting. Oh no way. For my neighbor. And I didn't think I was a cat person, but I think I am. Because they're really cute. And they're I don't think they've they've even like they were kittens when she got them and I think it was still this year when she got them. So they're pretty young and oh, either so playful great. or like super snoozy cuddling up against your, you know, your hip and it's very cute. So I just oh. have to like give them food and clean their shit <laughs> and make sure they don't no <laughs> like break down the house and stuff. And also for the uninitiated, I have like one room basically that I exist in, <laughs> that I live in, <laughs> I work in and, you know, relax in. Um, uh-huh, uh-huh. And my my very kind dear friend and neighbor that I'm now house sitting in has like a more decent living room and she has a separate bat- uh, bedroom and bathroom and stuff <laughs> that I can now use. That it's like I have crazy. a super fancy office now or like an entire Second house that I can now be in <laughs> and not be like confined to the I don't know sixteen square square meters that I have now, <laughs> which is great. And then also there's cats, and <laughs> also there's cats. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Sounds
1: like a good deal all around.
0: i That's what I thought. Yeah. So she's on holiday, I think, for like two, two and a little two and a few days, two weeks and a mm-hmm, few days. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then the last few days I was supposed to cat sit slash house sit, but then I am going traveling again, so then I think a friend of hers is going to take over. So I have like a good two weeks of, of chilling in a in a big house with cats around me. So, you know, yeah. pretty
1: decent. Yeah. Love that life. It's very yeah, great. I enjoy that. Yeah. It's so good. And you are, you're traveling to the UK, aren't you?
0: Mm, yeah. That's going to happen soon.
1: That's so exciting.
0: Yeah. So in a few, in a few weeks, <laughs> days, I think. Yeah. I'm going away for like a, around five days, I think. And I'm going to see the Phantom of the Opera in London because, hey. you know, I'm there anyway. When am I going to ever go back to London for just random, you know, random time? So that's going to be very fun. And meeting people from my studies because that's a full like remote thing. So I only see those people through video as well. So that's going to be fun.
1: Yeah, that sounds super duper exciting. Mm-hmm. That's so great. You know, I, what was crazy is I was looking up because I was traveling on trains all the time. Um, I was looking up Eurostar because I'm like, what in the heck is this? What is Eurostar, oh, right? Yeah. You can get to like any of the neighboring countries within like three to five hours. Yeah, which is it's, it's crazy to me. What a crazy concept it's to just ride fancy. a train to another country.
0: Also, the fact that it goes like below a sea—it's pretty wild to me. You could just yeah, take a train wild. to London from here. There's like water in between. <laughs> in case you didn't oh. realize, there's like a <laughs> London is like on an island. <laughs> A very big island, yeah. but it's you know, takes some uh, some underwater train tracking, I guess, to, to get there, which is wild. But also I've never like flown a plane in my life and Schiphol is a mess right now, which is the sort of main mm-hmm, airport mm-hmm. here. Can confirm? as Dante has experienced.
1: <laughs> yep. Uh
0: during his trip, uh coming here. So I was like, Yeah, why not? I don't know. And also trains are great. Like it takes it takes some time, but I don't mind. By the way, if you hear any piano music in the background, my roommate has a piano and he moved it very close to my wall. So, just in case you're hearing anything, that's what you're hearing. But he's very, you know, he plays it well, so that's nice.
1: Yeah, this will be like Small a backtrack. Hopefully, yeah. <laughs> Hopefully, he plays nothing copyrighted that we don't have to worry about.
0: <laughs> yeah, 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 for sure. Or he gets tired soon enough. I
1: don't know, one or the other. <laughs> that is so funny because on my flight to Denmark, as we were flying, I got to see a whole lot of the landscape, and there was this one thing I saw where there was a road on a long island leading to nowhere. And there was a truck going all the way down the road. Nice. I was looking. I was glued to my window. I'm like, "Where's he headed? <laughs> What's gonna happen? He's just gonna drive off the island. I gotta see where this goes." And just before it pulled out of view, I saw him go underground into a tunnel. I'm like, "Oh, that- Aha, <laughs> that's what it's for." <laughs> I totally thought he was just gonna U-turn, like he made a. That's wrong so turn. funny.
0: Yeah, <laughs> he was like, "I'm sure this leads somewhere." <laughs>
1: I'm just here pressed against the glass. I love how we had like, yeah, I I, how know. we had
0: like secret audience from the air. That's pretty, pretty dope. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's so funny.
1: That sounds super fun and I'm excited for you. Yeah. I'm very great.
0: curious. I think it's just going to be very fun to meet all these people that I've been chatting with and illustrating with <laughs> for like forever now.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's so fun too. How long have you known them? For a good while or?
0: Well, now I'm into my, s- just starting my second year of masters, which is the last year also. So it's now mm. like a full year. Yeah.
1: That's great. That's so cool.
0: Yeah, because we started together and then they do a face-to-face event, which is basically what this is every year for the remote pupils, students. Yeah. And last year I wanted to go kind of, but I also wasn't really sure yet. And also I didn't figure out my passport in time because Brexit's really fun and made me realize that (laughs) you need like not just an ID card, but like an actual passport now to go there. You know, so then I was like, oh, wait, this cost me like 70 more euros and like three weeks of waiting before I can do this. And then then the event is happening. So that's not going to work, oh, even if bonner. I wanted to. <laughs> so this year it wasn't time, which is good. But uh, yeah,
1: that's good. Mm. That sounds super fun. Yeah, it's going to be great. I'm very excited. Dang, that's so cool. Uh, with that, I suppose we'll jump into the topics for today. Every time we uh, have this podcast, <laughs> every time we have this podcast, we each bring a topic to the table. I bring a topic. That brings a topic, and we close out the episode with a prompt. I believe you're starting it off this week. Is that correct?
0: Uh, I always trust you more than I trust me. So (laughs) if you say so, that's what it is.
1: (laughs) Uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so.
0: Okay, okay. I shall start this off then. I I don't have no bridge for this. I always think like, can I tie this in nicely? And today I can't. Yeah, how are
1: you going to do a bridge before like? I don't
0: know. Maybe we were talking about something like, re- okay, so we talked about water and about like going underwater. That's you know, there's my bridge. I want to talk about mermaids. <laughs> That's <laughs> talk it. Talk about mermaids. There you go. That's the <laughs> okay, bridge. Okay. Okay. I realized, Dante, we never talked about mermaids and they're so great. We did a pirate <laughs> episode. We did like, mm-hmm. we did like a spy episode. Where's the where's mm-hmm. the mermaid trope episode? So this is it, Dante. It's happening today. This has got to be it. We have to talk about mermaids cuz they're amazing. And also, I mean they're kind of related to pirates. I feel they're always kind of in the same realm, in the same sort of world-building space they exist. I feel like yes, in yes. the Peter Pan, you know, universe, pirates and mermaids exist on the same island. Um, <laughs> they so, all, you know, all
1: exist in the same canon if there's pirates there's mermaids if there's mermaids there's pirates
0: we talked about the pirates of the caribbean pirates of the caribbean is not my favorite series ever even though it's a mm-hmm, really good mm-hmm. pirate series but what sure. i do love most about it in the entire world is that i don't know in which movie i'm not that big of a fan that i know which movie is what but there's one scene it's basically the one mermaid scene that I've looked up on YouTube merma- and watched sure. back for like a bunch of times because it's just so good. It has everything that a good classic mermaid sea needs to have. It's like the sort of <laughs> eerie waters, kind of the Late old school me. pirate vibes, you know, yeah. being in rowboats, not really sure where they're going. Um, <laughs> there's also like the fact that they're slowly popping up out of the water and they're slowly coming closer and you're like is this is this a creature is this a and they also kind of know that they're mermaids because it's a it's a well-known concept but then still the whole sort of voice and the quiet and the fact that they're all like super hot obviously
1: of course of course. yes it's part of the trope
0: you know yeah well we'll take it for granted Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um (laughs) and then the fact how they slowly sort of become very dangerous because this is the thing that's the the most amazing thing to me about mermaids is that it's the combination of like Super cliche, like feminine. I don't know. It's 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 kind of the like one in, part sex appeal, and then the other started, part is yeah. like horrible monster. Which mm-hmm. is which is could be like a weird fetish, but in this case, it's very like cool. You know what I mean? It's like a very cool combination.
1: <laughs> Usually, in this case, it's cool. In this case, it's cool. Yeah, let it be known exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> it's not going to the other way. Yeah. um so i think that scene is very much for me what i instantly think about when i think of mermaids you see this sort of shot from under the water kind of jaw Mm -hmm. style right where you see this sort of (laughs) i'm making motions now because we have video on but you guys can see that so i should (laughs) i should describe this properly (laughs) um like an underwater shot from like under the water seeing the legs or the boats or something on the surface and then the sort of fish tails swirling around slowly coming closer and it's very eerie and gorgeous and you have like this sort of ominous angel like background siren voice going on yeah this is right, the right. jam it's great oh, I oh the,
1: the song scene the one with the song in the back like it's there's like I a so. thing playing in the there's background there's a lot
0: of them and then they're all blonde and like sort of popping out of the water and then one of them gets pulled in or something right right i don't right. know it's that one scene the very the, the mermaid scene <laughs> i don't know how to describe it, it. But it's awesome. And I think that's kind of what I instantly think of when I think of the sort of classic, or I guess the trope done right, I should say. That's good. Yeah. Do you have any specific mermaid characters or mermaid stories that you think of instantly?
1: Hmm. There's a couple of them, but definitely that one is the most condensed version of everything about mermaids, right? Obviously, there's a little mermaid that comes to mind and the whole making a deal and wanting to be on land. The limitations of having fins and flippers and all that. There's also an arc in the anime One Piece that centers all around like a fishman community. And like the, Mm. the princess is a mermaid as well as a speaker to like all animals. So she has this great power that she can like talk to great communities and all that. Right. The scene with the mermaids, I think, is fantastic because it taps also into... I think they're called sirens like sirens yeah. are the kind of singers on the rocks kind of thing where yeah. they lead you to crash into mm-hmm. these things hidden away from sight. And I love the little balance that they have between like they're very beautiful. They're very enchanting. But oh, watch out. You know, the whole <laughs> sailor's tale. Like, of course. Yeah. The sea is dangerous. Everything here is dangerous. Even things that are pleasant are dangerous. And like mm-hmm. it's it's kind of like a living embodiment of that.
0: Yeah, for but, sure. Yeah. And I think a very important element of this as well is the lack of understanding. Like they're very human-like, right? But mm-hmm. they're not humans. They have no, they have like fish tails for legs. <laughs> that's not famously, that's not yeah. humans. Yeah,
1: famously I, not human.
0: Yeah, famously not human. That's that's perfectly well said. <laughs> mm-hmm, <laughs> um, mm-hmm. But I think also the fact that you never quite understand them—that they just have sort of this idea of. I mean, they're kind of faking it, right? Like they're being this sort of, I guess, damsel in distress kind of thing where they're like, oh, are you my sailor? Are you going to save me? Or I don't know, help me or be my boyfriend. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) Uh, I don't know how mermaids work. But the other part is that that. they're killing you and, you know, dragging you underwater. And it's a strange combination that's not very, they're basically just monsters having a sort of tactic for hunting their prey. That's kind of what it is. And the tactic is being or appearing human. Which is weird because usually we just see the human part. And then, of course, as you were already saying, you have the sort of nice version of mermaids, right? Where we're thinking Mm -hmm. Ariel uh, and we're thinking, oh, she just wants to be a human. She's actually more human than fish. Wow. Great. Good for her. (laughs) And there's a whole arc of like wanting to be on land, right? That's a whole like, I guess the total opposite, even though they're both very typically mermaids, I guess. I think the whole story element that's very fascinating about mermaids is also The thing we kind of talked about in the airships episode a little bit, where you're like, ships are very much built for the seas, and when they're on land, they're clunky and awkward, right? Because they're literally not built for it. And the mermaid trope is very similar. Like, they're really out of, literally, quite literally out of their element when they're on land, or when they're out of the sea or out of the water. They're not fluid, they're not efficient. In a lot of tales, can't speak the language. They sometimes can walk because, you know, magic wizards made her give, <laughs> give her gave her legs or something. You something know, something like that. But then she sure, can't. Yeah. she can't walk on it. You know, there's all these problems that arise because you want to be out of, or I guess you just find yourself out of the environment. And there's a lot of vulnerability also attached to that. The fact that you're unable to express yourself because you're in foreign lands, basically, right? And I think that's a very great story element to work with. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I think that when mermaids are less monstrous or more personified to be something like relatable or more of a character that you want to understand better, you play a lot into the fact that their life is entirely different, right? Mm. Like living underwater has so many different things you have to factor into than living on land and the dichotomy of like, oh, what do you eat? How do you sleep? Where do you go? What do you do for fun? The people you know, like all of that stuff is markedly different and always an interesting conversation because they always play up oh, uh, we don't eat fish, those are friends, we eat, we're <laughs> vegetarian, you know, that, that, that right, kind of thing. Yeah. Or, or, uh-huh. or we, we eat sailors and we're not telling you, you know, one, of the, one or the other. We're
0: not cannibals, we don't eat fish, we just eat sailors. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we just eat sailors.
1: <laughs> we're not eating our own kind, therefore, not cannibals, not yeah, cannibalism. Yeah, we're civilized no, like that. <laughs> of course, of course, you guys eat fish all the time and we yeah, don't complain about that. You? Yeah, how dare you? Yeah, That's like that was like my cousin on the other side, you know? <laughs> <laughs> that'd be the funniest shit yeah but yeah like the sheer shock value of the difference in the lives of people who live on land and people who live in the sea is always such a fun conversation mm. and i think mermaids look just enough like us that we want to know their lifestyle i feel like mermaids because they're like half human they're easier to personify than just like pure fish monsters or oh, yeah for or sure. anything else living in the sea like there's obviously a litany of monstrous creatures that we could tap into for this conversation, but mermaids are human enough that we um, can see them as friends and not food, you know? Yeah, that kind of thing. For
0: sure, for sure. I mean, yeah. In terms of like tapping into other monsters, there's all kinds of like half-human monsters, right? We could talk about centaurs. We could talk about all of these. What, what are the other ones like fauns and stuff? Yeah, fauns or satyrs. Yeah, mm-hmm. that just have like the top human part. <laughs> This, by the way, super stupid side note, but I think I saw a sketch once where where someone was like doing a mermaid's tail, but instead of being like classic mermaid, he was just legs with like a giant fish head. On yes, his yes, face. the
1: other. It's the, the funniest shit. the parts, shit.
0: and you're like, "Wow, this is not this is not endearing at all." I hit, "Wow, is this is yeah." This could have happened. This could have been the thing. I don't, I don't glad like because it's, it's awful. Yeah,
1: yeah. Wow, this is bad. This is really bad.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yep, for sure. Uh, I also want to plug, by the way, a very, very awesome, pretty recent Dutch children's hmm. novel that is one of my all-time favorites and done by an illustrator that now is a writer because she just had a story to tell that was amazing. Yeah, it's great. And it's translated in English, so that's great for for the English folk around here, where also a very great, tiny spoilers, I guess, a very great mermaid element is part of it. This whole book is... Feeling a little bit kind of old school, fairy tale, grim kind of vibes, sure. right? Which I already love. So, you know, it's kind of obvious that I love this book at this point.
1: Yeah, um, read right in your wheelhouse. Yeah, absolutely. Exactly. Yeah,
0: it could fit in my, in my bookcase perfectly. And it does because I bought it. <laughs> anyway, this story uh, has one character. There's basically two kids in here that are kind of the main characters. One of them is the daughter of a lighthouse operator, I guess is the word. A a lighthouse manager, the one that turns on the light every day. Couldn't tell you. And the other one is a boy that lives in a mansion close by where the main character protagonist is going to do some work very soon, Hmm. who is born with kind of a fishtail slash kind of mangled legs. It's not really sure, Hmm. but he really desperately feels disabled because he's a boy and he's just in his room and he barely can walk because... You know, his right. legs aren't working like that. And he just kind of denies the whole bottom half of him existing because he refuses to tap into it and and learn about it because he just wants to be a boy so bad. It's kind of a weird sort of reverse Pinocchio kind of where he just yeah, really wants yeah. to be a real boy. And then he sort of slowly learns that there's others and, you know, that there's this other side of him that he also should learn about. And that's also very awesome and wonderful. Mm-hmm. But then the whole mermaid trope is very much... The kind of out of your element thing that I talked about earlier is kind of going to the extreme in this case, right? Because this boy is just in his room. He, he doesn't really want to be seen by people because he's so embarrassed. Of course. Which also makes him very lonely and frustrated. And I think all those things are very, somehow very much related to the mermaid trope, but also done in a very unique way because he's just a little kid being homeschooled and stuff. And he's he's a very real human character. So
1: Exactly, yeah.
0: It's almost tapping into the idea of looking at it as a disability on land, which I think is also very fascinating. And, you know, we have this sort of classic Little Mermaid, Hans Christian Andersen version of the tale where I think as soon as Ariel gets her legs, she feels as if she's walking on glass or something. Right, Like it's yeah. it's supposed to be super painful to have legs and stuff. And she she loses her voice and she goes through all this... I guess, sacrifice and trauma and stuff to be able to like live on land. Yeah, I don't know. There's a lot of elements to that that make really great stories. And as we've established in earlier episode, I really love hmm. tragic characters. <laughs> this is great. It's perfect for tragic characters. <laughs> it's like all and of your favorite really, things. And it's a really, really good book and very wholesome and wonderful. So you should all read it. It's called Lumpy or Lampje in Dutch, which basically means little light, little lamp, huh. which is the name of the main girl character by Annette Schaap. And it's really awesome and really wonderful and won a lot of prizes. That so is it's really great.
1: <laughs> great, great. Yeah.
0: So many ways to go with mermaids.
1: Yeah. I. Well, as you were talking about that, I had like the weirdest fever dream that I was <laughs> that I was remembering something okay. that, that I watched that was kind of similar in that concept. So I was looking it up uh, as you were talking. Forgive me. I was looking yeah, it up because sure. I, I couldn't shake the feeling that I watched <laughs> this. Or something like it before. So there is a 1999 Disney Channel original movie called The 13th Year, where a boy on his 13th birthday is slowly changing into a merman. What? So he's gaining the ability okay. to swim underwater and breathe and talk to fish, and his feet are turning into flippers. And obviously, <laughs> that's a problem for every 13 year old. You know, you hate when that that's happens, a, right? Yeah. So he's like sorting out all of these problems. And I, and I was like, I, this plot line seems so familiar. Like, <laughs> it's where too where real. is this coming from? So, but it is. It's oh, a real movie. Wow. Um, I
0: will definitely look this up and watch
1: this immediately after. <laughs> that's amazing. <laughs> that's so great. Was but it a yeah, good movie, um, kind of? I remember it.
0: Disney Channel,
1: that sure. I think it was. I I enjoyed it. I think I enjoyed it when I watched it, but that was also when I was six. So you know, doesn't hold enough, up to time. You know. We'll find out, right? We'll find.
0: Yeah, out. yeah, sure. That's so really we got nice. a couple
1: recommendations for you in there. We got mm. uh, children's book. Give me all the mermaid stuff. Lampia, how do you say it? How do you pronounce that book?
0: In Dutch, it's Lampje. Lampje. It's. I should maybe spell this. L a m p. J E.
1: Got it. I was guessing the Y, but I'm like that can't be right. <laughs> and Dutch, I think it's Dutch translated. It's translated
0: <laughs> in English as "Lampy," the children of the sea, mm. or something like that.
1: Okay, sure. Uh, Put that down. Yeah. Uh, and this is a 1999 Disney Channel original movie, "The Thirteenth Year." Yeah. If you could find it, by oh, yeah. all means go right ahead wow. amazing
0: also wow. we have we have a gmail please send us anything mermaid related that i don't know about yet <laughs> anything like grim fairy tale please elaborate and and fuel my obsession thank you very much <laughs> uh that would be great it's your rivers are wrong at gmail.com Love to hear from you guys. Yeah. Anything mermaid related. I, I need it in my life.
1: You know, I thought our email was a little hard to remember, but it kind of rhymes a little bit. There's a little bit of a little bit of a little rhyme to it. You are, are wrong
0: at gmail.com. At
1: gmail.com. Mm. Yeah. It kind of rolls off the tongue.
0: That's satisfying. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right. Um, do you mind if I jump to my topic? No, please go ahead. It's also, it's also a little bit. Um, do the bridge. Ultra specific. Oh, here, a bridge. Um, hmm. Come on, come okay. on. Uh, this I tried gotta, real hard, so I feel like you should do it too. This must have been one of Ariel's who's its and what's its galore. Mm. If I want to tie this back into uh, speaking of Disney Channel, um, there is a common trope that is found in a lot of media that I very much enjoy every time it comes up. It is very nonspecific, but also, like, it. it's such a simple thing. It's such a simple thing. <laughs> but uh, it's seen in Mulan. It's seen in Snow White. It's a classic Disney princess trope that uh-huh. is seen in very many movies.
0: I'm going through, like, all the objects I know about in Disney movies. I'm like, apples? No, that wasn't in Mulan. Swords? No, that's not in Snow White.
1: <laughs> Keep going. Well, there, there was a scene, actually, I could, I could tie this right in. There was a scene in the wreck Ralph second movie Where all of the Disney princesses are in the same room. And they're trying to figure out if Vanellope is a true princess. Uh, And it's like, do you have animal friends? Do you sing? Uh, And one of the true moments being a princess is looking at your reflection. So today, we're going to talk about Uh mirrors. Oh. I love mirrors.
0: Interesting. Mirrors
1: in itself, right? Mirrors, we have them. They exist. We all have them, mirrors. Yeah, Um, normal object, yes. Yeah, normal non-extra-special object. They're innocent enough, right? They uh, reflect your reflection. Gosh, I don't know the scientific reasoning for how mirrors work. (laughs) I'm sure it has something to do with light bouncing off of you, bouncing to the mirror and back into your eyes. Something along those lines. But that doesn't matter because I don't care about the scientific way that just like magnets, I don't care how they work. (laughs) I just know that they work, right? But mirrors from a literary standpoint, from a movie standpoint, are often, almost always, a important part of the scene that they're involved in. In movies, it's because mirrors are hard to film. If you're going to go through the effort mm. of filming a mirror, then it's got to be important, right?
0: Yeah, it's significant. Otherwise, it's too much of a hassle. Yeah, it's of. too
1: much effort. Yeah. So I have collected the amount of rotoscoping it takes to fix a mirror in movies. Oh, uh-huh. Yeah, um, don't want to know about it. <laughs> I've collected a bunch of my favorite examples of mirrors in media, and I just want to go I don't want to ring through them just because mirrors okay, are yeah. ac- extra special.
0: Interesting. I love it.
1: Top five best mirrors. Just <laughs> <I'm> kidding.
0: <laughs> Rank them
1: welcome to watchmojo.com
0: yeah i was gonna say (laughs) i hate this
1: one of the first things uh mirrors can do on a very mundane level is self-reflection right it's an opportunity to look at yourself your current state of being and kind of evaluate how you're doing in life right sometimes yeah people will look in the mirror give themselves a pep talk you can do this you it's kind of looking at yourself and gauging how well the situation is going for you. Sometimes they're disheveled. Sometimes they're preen and proper. Sometimes in extra special situations, they are in a carnival circus setting and the mirrors are warped and strange mm. and they kind of distort your right. ability to see yourself. I feel like that's a fun way to do it. But obviously the famous example of this is Mulan. When will my reflections show who I am the literal inside? Song about it? Yeah. The classic cover page. Pretty significant, I would say. Yes. Of a sword being used as a mirror, reflecting the mm. warrior half and the daughter half. Yeah, that's you know? a
0: very cool shot, actually.
1: Another example of great mirrors in media. <laughs> why that's a catchphrase now?
0: I love how specific this is. It's so great. I never thought about this in my life, but it's really a thing. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it is conversation. Uh, when the mirror talks back. One uh, of my favorite examples. Yeah. Obviously, we could spot that in Snow White, the magic mirror on the wall. Mm-hmm. Who's the fairest of them all? When the, When there's someone actually in the mirror and it's not just you it's like, like somebody else on the other side mm. I feel like that's a such a fun fantasy trope because then you have to start considering why are they in the mirror what is their purpose what got them there can mm. they get out do they have friends do they have opinions <laughs> of their own those kind of questions just kind of pop-up and also sometimes
0: those questions are not even relevant like i think in the snow white movie there's like a sort of face in there it's not just the mirror it's like a sort of white ghostly i don't know man
1: (laughs) yeah (laughs) like your average man guy talking back (laughs) And, and his job is just to say you are the fairest
0: but we don't really care about him we just care about sort of his literal bouncing back of the conversation right but then in other mirrors it's really I don't know, the sort of mirror world or like another right. thing or someone's trapped behind it. That's true. That's a, that's a storyline too that happens. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I think there's a specific mirror in the series The Dragon Prince where there's an elf or something, whoever he is, Arava Aravas? I don't know his name. Uh-huh. Um, but he continues to speak to somebody on the other side of the mirror, kind of teaching them, mentoring uh-huh. them in the ways of casual evil. You know, it's, it's like you learn a couple of things here and there. And there's something very strange about the idea of somebody you can talk to but they're kind of trapped so they have to talk to you it's kind of a weird situation where it's just like am i a captive here or am i actually (laughs) providing you counsel in the two examples i know it's almost always they're trying to mentor you or teach you something like what's right Uh, was asking who's the fairest of them all and he just knows the answer that's just what he does he's just (laughs) mirror. there's no explanation as to how he knows and suddenly he realized oh now suddenly this other woman is more beautiful than (laughs) you let me tell you you know (laughs) Uh uh-huh uh-huh yep and uh, tapping into that because just having somebody else on the other side of the mirror is so interesting one of the biggest Tropes that kind of play a more central role in a story is when the other side of the mirror is a whole nother world. It's like a whole nother dimension, a whole nother existent state. You'll find that people can like see when they're looking into the mirror, like their alternate selves, what they look like in another world or another. When the magic mirror is kind of giving you a vision into what could be, mm. what should be, things like that, what if situations. Yeah. And there's a whole lot of series where breaking through the mirror jettisons you into this new world where you get to experience your world but a little different everything's a little. all the letters are backwards and uh <laughs> people fly upside down and move the city with zip lines you know things things zip like lines. that crazy yeah crazy See, alternate convinced. universes yeah. yeah exactly super super crazy uh everybody <laughs> lives underwater things like that mm. mirrors are kind of a understood vehicle to transporting people to see things that they don't usually see mirrors have been established in the norm as showing you what exists showing you exactly what is present and exact. like not like mirrors don't lie they're very factual they're very obvious but when they do show something different that is when it becomes significant and it's always worth tapping into Should I just go through my whole list because I have like two more things?
0: I mean, yeah, go for it. Sure, sure, sure. I'm just like, listing it off.
1: There's only so much to talk about with mirrors, so I'm gonna I'm gonna burn through it all. Um, the, the fourth thing I'm on number four, number four on mirrors in four, media, four, four. is when mirrors show true selves. This is when somebody glides past a mirror and the audience can see, but no, obviously nobody else catches it that their reflection looks. Ever so slightly different. Maybe oh, yeah, that's a good of one. Wisp of smoke on their, on their shoulder or gleaming red eyes or no reflection at all. What or they've aged. Yeah. Ooh, or they're older. Like it's that concept of that I just mentioned that mirrors reveal truth, right? Mirrors don't lie, they have no reason to lie. So when people walk past it, a very brief glimpse of their true selves is revealed. Sometimes it's more bestial or more monstrous Mm. or, or as you said, old or wizened, you know, wizened, I don't know how to pronounce that word. (laughs) Sure. (laughs) It's always a fun little thing to give the audience a perspective on what that looks like real quick before tapping back into the story.
0: Mm. I think also very often this is also just used as one form of magic, but then because it's I guess, centered or concentrated in a mirror, it feels like the whole mirror is very like specific. The specific example I have in mind is the Harry Potter one where he sees his parents, right. I think. I kind of forgot how it worked. <laughs> Was it like a thing where it's like seeing seeing what makes you m- most happy or something?
1: Yeah. The Mirror of Erised. Right. Which is actually number five on the list. Oh, That's perfectly fine. perfect. Yeah, okay. you got it. You called it. Hey. Yeah. So the Mirror of Erised in Harry Potter, uh, Erised backwards is desire, it's just looking at the word desire in a mirror, shows you what you most want, shows you what you most desire. Mm. And Harry Potter saw his parents in it. It taps into the idea that, again, mirrors reinforce truth. Therefore, you can see the truest thoughts or the truest ideas of the person's mind. They're very often used for insight into what's going on in places unseen, whether it be like in your mental or hidden by illusions or guises or things that are not so obvious in reality. It's what uh, people use the mirror to make it clean. That's why often uh, mirrors in fantasy settings are used as tools of divination or portenting or seeing Mm. what could happen, what could be the future, allowing you glimpses and visions of things.
0: And also a very practical thing about it is that it's talking as a graphic designer, I guess, over here, <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. is that it's the most visual thing in the world, right? It's a little—it's the most obvious metaphor for sort of seeing something in another light or like looking through the window of something metaphorical. It's literally what right. a mirror can do. And because a mirror reflects the usually main character or at least someone who is in front of it, it always has a relationship to that character. So if you're looking in a mirror that's enchanted somehow or that shows the future or that shows your uh, your loved ones or that shows your true self or any of those things, you know, it always says something about the main character. And as you were saying, because they can't really lie or because, you know, they're enchanted in a certain way, it's also just a sort of magic spell or a magic property or whatever. It's very truthful on a very specific level. Like it only shows that specific thing. Mm-hmm. It reminds me of the D&D spell. Oh, I forgot. I think it's true sight or true seeing where you yeah, can see when people are disguising themselves. So when people are magically pretending to be someone else or looking like some, somebody else. And then if you cast the spell true sight on someone, you gain the power, I guess, to see their original form. whether they are disguising themselves or not. You have just one sort of specific ability or skill, I guess, that you can access through a mirror. And because a mirror is literally a surface that can project or show you visual things, it's very nice to use as a sort of storytelling tool because you can literally describe what's there. Of it's course. it's like a TV, right? <laughs> Except for like <laughs> magic TV. <laughs> it's a magic TV. TV. It's a magic TV. Yeah. Yeah. And because that, it also ties in a little bit into the idea of the show "Don't Tell," right? Where instead of where a magical wizard tells you, "Ah, but I can see your true self. You are actually a, a dragon, dragonborn person, and not you're presenting like you're being so human and you want to fit in so much, but I Actually, you should embrace who you are because I can (laughs) see your truth. You know, that's interesting, but it's a whole like monologue. And if you can just see that in a mirror, I can describe how it doesn't fit. And then the impact will come after the description, kind of, right? It's literally world building because you can visually see it and describe it as part of your world instead of that someone is explaining or making you understand that Mm. you are something else or that you are, well, whatever it is that the enchantment is right like it's a very good tool for storytelling i guess to use right. because it is so visual and it is it is very much a metaphor that can present itself in the most obvious way right Right. which is great because then you can explain all these sort of interesting concepts without having to have someone be there to say ah this is how it works <laughs> You can just give them magic mirror and then they can see it for themselves.
1: Yeah, I feel like everybody on a very foundational level understands what mirrors represent, right? When you look into a mirror, there is no deception involved, right? Like you look into the mirror in your own room and there's nothing in that mirror that is not true to life. Unless Mm. you have some weird like circus mirror in your room for whatever reason, (laughs) then that's totally different. I think like at the core of it all, right, mirrors that we have in reality, in our own lives... They kind of already inspire this sort of whimsy and wonder. The fact that you can see an exact version of yourself somewhere else projected onto something else. It gets your mind thinking like everybody when they're young, they like tap the mirror and they can see like the other side move and you have like you mm. kind of trace your finger along the surface like, yeah, oh, yeah. they're doing exactly what I'm doing, you know, that kind of thing. That little, that little amount of whimsy from way back when <laughs> carries over to bigger tropes and bigger concepts. And like you said, show, don't tell. That is so fantastic. Because if somebody passes by the mirror and sees something strange or unusual or out of the ordinary, it's significant. Nobody has to say anything. Nobody it doesn't have to be vocalized or expressed. It could be wordless and the scene can just continue.
0: Mm -hmm, For sure. And it's even greater if it's a personal thing. Right. If I can't see that in your mirror, but you can because it means something Mm -hmm. else for you. If we're talking about the Harry Potter mirror, right, the sort of obvious example where Harry sees his parents and then somebody else sees, I forgot, I forgot the other ones, but,
1: (laughs) you know, doesn't see that. Yeah,
0: has a different, (laughs) I guess, interpretation or manifestation of whatever's in the mirror. So you can't, you literally can't see what what the other person's seeing because magic.
1: (laughs) Because magic. Yeah. (laughs) So, yeah. That's my little rant on mirrors. Awesome. I felt like that was worth the talk.
0: Very, very nice. Yes.
1: I love using it in my stories. Do I have any examples right now? Not off the top of my head. Yeah. but <laughs> <laughs> I
0: was just going to ask, but great to elaborate it. <laughs>
1: I think I've been seeing it in a lot of media lately, how they've kind of been um, using mirrors in more advanced ways as like technology gets more advanced mm. and people can kind of work around the idea of hiding the camera behind the mirror and right masking it out people are getting more and more creative with what you can do with it Mm. just looking at like dr strange or and everything everywhere all at once all these little things where you can see versions of yourselves uh, really got me thinking about that sort of thing and mirrors is the very base level foundational look at yourself this is the truth you know yeah
0: in its core it's kind of a sense of self really right where they Mm. talk about like certain animals that either can or cannot realize that they are their own person when they see themselves in the mirror. Like some dogs would like bark at themselves because they think it's a, it's another dog. And then mm. I think elephants or something are able to realize that the reflection is themselves. And it also says something about intelligence or like the sort of individualism of an animal. I don't know. It's very fascinating. Yeah. Tiny citation. That's really cool. <laughs> but yeah, in its core, it's really sort of your reflection and whatever that means. And you can, you know, let loose all kinds of magic or story related things on it because it's such a great... Great bass note to to play around with. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Awesome. Such a gift to all poets and writers out there. Mirrors <laughs> as a metaphor for literally whatever you yeah. want. Yeah. <laughs> all right. With that out of the way, I think we're going to jump to our prompt of the week. Every week we have a prompt tossed from one to the other to improvise however we see fit. I believe you have the prompt this week. Is that correct?
0: Yes, that is correct. Wonderful. Indeed. I kind of have two options now because I'm also very curious about, <laughs> you know, the Mirror Man from Snow White, because I'm kind of like, where does he come from? Like, what does he do all day? He just sits around and wait. Because he's he's intelligent enough, you know. <laughs> like, I can I can leave the other one for like
1: next. Sure, save it for another. Yeah, I'm just
0: too curious. Actually, I think this is a great prop. No one ever thinks about the Mirror Man. Who's no the man, man in the, the mirror? Man in the mirror. But yeah, (laughs) I think, I think we should just have a little discussion about who this dude is that just hangs around and has like the wisest riddles of them all and then just lives (laughs) the most boring life in the world when he's just a mirror and just waits for people to ask him the most basic questions that everyone already knows. Like, has he been doing this for years? What's, what's his spiel going on? Is this like like a a tenured
1: position? Does he get salaried? I mean, he should (laughs) because
0: God, it's an awful job, but I mean... You're also in the palace, right? He's part of the like mm, that's true. Queen's closest. Uh, I don't know. She trusts him somehow with the uh, the most you know burning questions in on her mind.
1: <laughs> just the one burning question that she asks every morning. Yeah,
0: maybe just the the one interest hobby she has. Yeah, it's We,
1: we got to start from the top. What is the prompt? We got we got to iron it out. Okay, and work yes. from there.
0: <laughs> this is a spontaneous <laughs> prompt because we're Let's talking go.
1: about it. But we're yeah yeah yeah
0: okay. The prompt is let me see.
1: I'm so ready for this.
0: I want to know how the Mirror Man became the man he is today. By today, I mean in the current version of the Snow White tale, right? Where he just hangs around in a castle and answers the questions and knows who's the prettiest. How did he end up in that position is what I want to know.
1: We're asking for the Mirror Man's origin story. Is this what's happening? Yeah. Okay. Okay. So we got to take it all the way back. We got (laughs) to... I can see you stretching your arms. That's all go. right. All right, let's get let's get to this. Uh-huh. Warm um, it up. Warm it up. All right. So we have to determine: was the mirror man just a regular dude? And I don't think so. Because I don't. I don't think so. Because I, I think would love him some, for
0: for him to be, but but
1: maybe not. Yeah. Because he has some divination powers. He can determine who is the fairest of the land without leaving his mirror. Right. Yeah. So he's got to have like a little bit of a perspective. Unlike a lot of things,
0: but also maybe just before we dive in, like, yeah. does he, is it really like a magic thing or is it just the only people he sees? Cause he just sees the queen and he sees Snow White cause she's in the palace. I guess she, does she walk past it or is this like a secret thing in her lair or something? No, I don't think... Because if she's around, then he would have seen her as well.
1: Was Snow White ever around the palace? I thought he just knew.
0: I mean, she lived there though, right? But maybe the mirror was like a secret thing that only the queen was using. Oh, I don't
1: know. Oh, so maybe it wasn't any sort of magic power. She just kind of... Because it's
0: her stepmom. He
1: just kind of saw her her. He just saw was like, a new girl oh, and was like, ah, she's better oh, than the old
0: one. Yeah. <laughs> dang. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. But but also maybe magic because I think it might might have been a secret thing that only the queen wanted to use because I don't know if Snow yeah. White even knew about the mirror.
1: You know? Because she doesn't ask him for anything else right it's no, truly it so. it's just just a little ego boost in the morning just ask the dude trapped in your mirror
0: it's like a gratitude journal sort of but like except you tell only, me i'm pretty want, every day tell yeah. me i'm
1: pretty yeah <laughs> who, who's the prettiest person in the world who wants to do you that are. job also
0: you know like what kind of person is is content with doing there's that? gotta
1: be some benefits okay there's so what be some benefits what
0: are the benefits you tell me
1: okay so so (laughs) you're leaning now i can Uh see Uh, um okay so we gotta pan this out yeah yeah yeah. he's not he's not mad we're establishing that he's not mad let's make
0: some decisions okay no magic
1: he can just see through mirrors i believe in the castle
0: like a window kind of yeah he
1: had to have been able to see snow white
0: okay yes
1: so this guy strikes me as somebody who wronged the queen At one point or another. Okay. And the reason he's working, the reason he works for her and says exactly what she wants is because he's trying to get something out of it. Whether it be earn his freedom. Maybe he's like, if you Mm. do this for like a hundred years until I die, you'll be free upon my death. Something like that. Mm. It probably wasn't consensual.
0: (laughs) Probably not. No. I don't think she's that kind of a gal. No.
1: Yeah. 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 (laughs) Definitely some sort of wrong. Wrongdoing. Yeah. He probably said some bad things about her. Probably was like a gazetteer, some sort of newsy, was like strumming up some bad goss about about, the, <laughs> about sure, the queen. Yeah, sure. Okay. And like calling her like a hag like this just in. The queen's actually really <laughs> old. Like, did you did you guys know? Like, read, all lurking around, lurk, read all about it. Read all about it. Lurking around extra. the castle is this old grandmother looking folk. Mm -hmm. But the queen doesn't have a mother Who could it Mm. be? Like he was kind of getting the dig He was getting the scoop But there's something weird about the queen Okay he
0: was too much up in her shit is is what's going on here he got too close to the truth
1: yeah and he's like talking to his friends he's like
0: maybe he was a journalist yeah he was just like
1: too inquisitive okay he's got a mug in the tavern he's like guys guys i i'm almost on i I almost got this (laughs) there's this there's this old lady in the castle and she's always there but there's also (laughs) the queen but they're not related i'm trying to pin down what it is i think i'm on to something right i think Mm -hmm. i'm on to something mm-hmm and all the guys are just like, dude, let it go. Dude, you're a bit obsessed. You're, this isn't your big break. I know you're has, working at like, this job. The red job.
0: thread and all the like, photos in his yeah, basement. Yeah, he's pulling at basement. the board. Yeah. But guys, yeah. guys, I really figured it out. <laughs> Guys, yeah. it's, it's right there. Even though he's tr- he's he's you know he's onto something, he's he's not wrong. Yeah, but he's all alone here. Yeah, okay.
1: He's like, listen, man, I know the chief's been on you. He's <laughs> he's been on you about getting a good scoop, but don't mess with the queen, man. The queen's trouble. I mean, I mean, long live the queen. But <laughs> like, uh, you know, you, we we say all good things about her. He's like, he's like, no, I'm gonna be the one who finally slings some mud, and I'm gonna be that gazetteer. And that did not pan out well for him at all. That truly did not. Bad deal. Queen showed up at his doorstep. Truly was like, hey, I hear you're talking.
0: We gotta go. (laughs) Come with me.
1: Yeah. She pulls out a little mirror and she says, uh, she's like, I look at this every day. I just kind of want to (laughs) be (laughs) reaffirmed. If only someone could help me.
0: Oh, it's like a business
1: proposal though. Well, this weird rumor that I'm an old hag. Now I wonder... If I could do something about that. I wonder <laughs> if you could do something about that. <sighs> and she kind of holds it up and then sucks him into She's the mirror. She's savvy like that. Okay. Blue, okay. Skidooed, into the, blue <laughs> skidooed into the mirror, you know. And he's condemned there. And, you know, for the first couple months, he's like, let me out. I refuse. Uh, please get get me out of me, here you fighting know, spirit yeah like, okay. and, and you know like i'll let you out but you gotta say like i'm the fairest of them all you know that kind of thing uh <laughs> you don't know, you do no, you gotta, gotta consider it uh kind of your only choice you know so eventually he breaks down and he's like life. yes queen yes you're the fairest of them all yes, yes. you know that kind of thing and he like he he gets he does it he has to but you know mm-hmm. eventually after like 17, 18 years, however long it takes for Snow White to be of an age where you can say she's the fairest of them all without being creepy. 17, 18 yeah. years, I would say. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's kind of uh, on the spot. Yep. Yeah. Wealed the it. mirror's like, you know what? I'm tired of lying. That's it. I'm tired of lying. I'm going to tell you straight up, Queen. Is this all there is, man? Yeah, listen, it's Snow White. I'm ready
0: for my midlife crisis. Please, please have some
1: change in my life. Like, Queen, her name's on the box. Like, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta, it's, it's obvious. Up your game. She's the fairest of them all, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> And that's how that's the origin story, if I guess. Only that would they be, talked
0: like that. Yes, it'd be the funniest <laughs> shit.
1: There's, I think, in Once Upon a Time, there's a one series on CW or something where, like, the man in the mirror actually has like a personality.
0: Oh, okay. I haven't seen it.
1: I don't watch that series, I don't know for sure, but th- I think this is it. The mirror man was on to something, he was going to expose the queen for being an old lady. And she just wasn't having it, you know. I
0: feel like maybe if we want to be like more dramatic about it, this this mm-hmm. is like a plan B, right? Like I yeah. love this version. Let's Toss see like what the other the other publishing house made of this, right?
1: <laughs> I'm ready. <laughs> the right, other all right. version is,
0: of the fairy tale,
1: yeah. Listen, this is the CW version. I need like this HBO. This is the version where HBO. actually
0: we're actually the Mirror Man, which I uh-huh. love that that's his name now. <laughs> Mirror Man. Yep. This is the version where the Mirror Man was actually the king's most trusted advisor. Ooh. Mm, okay, okay. And I'm was listening. like very honest and how do you say that like true to f- to the truth and to like loyal to the king and stuff like that, mm, right? Mm. Is the king still around? No, it's just like Snow White and the Queen. I
1: want to say he's super dead because Did they he don't die? bring him up.
0: I forgot how this fairy they tale. They never worked.
1: bring him up, so he's dead.
0: Okay, so he's dead. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Right, right. So I guess the trusted advisor is super loyal to the king for years and years, and then he mm-hmm. you know remarries to this crazy lady, and then he's like, yeah. well. You know, I guess this is my job. I got to advise you. This is a bad sure. plan. Bad plan. <laughs> Don't do it. Does it anyway. <laughs> bad, you know, loves it. Loves him like a brother, but, you know, does, does it anyway. And then the trusted Advisor, you know, same story. Kind of figures it out. Realizes <laughs> that he actually has proof for that she's crazy instead of just the way her eye twitches when they look at him. Mm, (laughs)
1: Um,
0: (laughs) And then the same thing happens. Like he finds, he finds himself wandering off into her part of the castle and she's like, well, maybe don't say that anymore. And kablam, he's in the mirror. (laughs) Bad luck. And then, you know, years later things get worse and the king dies and then, Years go oh. by and then Snow White gets real hot and then I guess we end up in, in the same. The important
1: plot point: Snow White gets real hot. You know, I mean, it necessary. is a plot point, right? Which is it kind is. of weird. It's, it's truly I think about the, it, but, yeah. the the beginning of her problems. Kind of gross. She gets hot. Yeah.
0: Yeah, she can't just live her life because she's too pretty. <laughs> Ugh,
1: it's bummer. You know, sad. I hate when that happens. I hate when I get too pretty <laughs> to live my life.
0: Yeah, first world problem. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. first okay. problems.
1: Uh Disney princess problems.
0: Yeah, I was going to say don't don't go into this. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah, that's too, too far. Yeah.
1: Okay, I like this. What did the king have to say about it when the mirror man was trapped in a mirror? What was his deal? In your story, was the king still alive when the mirror man got mirrored?
0: I think so, cuz it feels like it's weird when first the king dies and then the advisor dies. I feel like it should be the other way around. No?
1: Sure. But did the king have any complaints? It's like, "Hey, you mirrored my best man." Like You
0: don't see the mirror. The queen don't show this mirror to anyone.
1: Oh, they just. I feel she like. She just said he's died. She just says he died? This is like behind Straight the curtain
0: up? something. I don't know. Dang. She's like, I guess he wasn't as loyal as you thought. Ooh, <laughs> that's gross. Oh, that one stings. Manipulation. Oh.
1: oh, my best friend, Mirror Man. I can't believe he just leave me like that. Yeah. Oh, I guess, guess I'll he's only like, rely guess on your judgment from exactly. now on.
0: Exactly. <sighs> Marriage. <laughs>
1: Uh, marriage
0: true love <laughs> and that's what
1: and that's what this podcast is all about
0: <laughs> I get <guess, well, laughs> next time next time we on end up here? <laughs> next yeah, time well on counseling in Euro- yeah. <laughs> uh. <laughs> oh gosh anyway well,
1: that was definitely a, a flurry of topics that we had today <laughs> we went Thank all for tuning kinds in. of places. we did mermaids to mirrors to marriage good oh, episode Hems.
0: title though yeah I was gonna say that is a fantastic episode title good to say out loud yes love it Okay.
1: That'll conclude our episode of a seamless transition. That'll seamless. conclude our episode of, so your, our, of Your Rivers Are Wrong. If th- if anything you've listened to today has inspired you to world build or storytell, or quite possibly just tell better stories than we do, or just um, premise please. about
0: mermaids. Or just premise about Still mermaids. Put yeah. it out there. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Listen, just message us about mermaids, wrong at gmail.com. Feel free to tell stories of your own and build worlds of your own. It is a fantastic hobby and something mm-hmm. that everybody should try at least once. But yes. of course, when you do and as you do always remember just one little thing
0: yeah there's a one thing
1: just one thing
0: that you'll just never get right I don't think
1: and that is your rivers are wrong
0: yeah pretty wrong
1: thanks for listening <laughs> see ya
0: thank you so much for listening to this episode of your rivers are wrong if you have any questions comments or ideas for future episodes that you'd like to hear us cover feel free to contact us at yourriversarewrong at gmail.com. Our intro and outro music is written by Martis Schellikens. Thanks for that. And again, thank you so much for listening. We hope to see you at the next one.